Welcome to the Investor Shed Podcast with Nick Beveridge, the ultimate source for all things investing and beyond. For free tools, tips, and tricks, go to NorthIdahoREI.com. Today's episode features Justin James. Justin is a 22-year-old musician and wholesaler in the Northwest. They talk about effective marketing lists, his investing in real estate upbringing, lifestyle design, wholesaling competition, and much more. Stay tuned. Justin James. Nicholas Beveridge. Or is that's a stage name, right? Well, halfway. So my full name is Justin James Sherfy. Oh, it's a middle name. Okay. It's my middle name. All right. Are you still okay if I just have it Justin James in my phone? Yeah. And- Okay. Yeah, no, that's all good. Because anytime, <laughs> if someone spells my last name or sees it, they're not going to say it right. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. So I'm just like Justin James, and that's what I do my music under. And yeah. So people can remember it. So right on. Yeah. So how old are you again? 22. 22. Okay. So, you, and how long have you been a musician? Um, started on guitar when I was five, fiddle when I was eight, and started playing out in front of people probably like 10 years ago. So a long time. Holy crap. I know. (laughs) Okay. So you're not new at that either. (laughs) No, I've been, I remember when I was in middle school, I played it. Yeah. Like seventh grade. However, however old a seventh grader is, it was when I started. So when did you start getting people on like an email list and like inviting them to your shows and stuff like formally, like as a, yeah. Is that, well, so what actually what happened was I started playing with a guy actually here out of Coeur d'Alene for a long time mm-hmm. and his family's big into real estate here in town. Okay. It's kind of funny how that all works, <laughs> <laughs> but we started playing and we were, he's a couple years older than me, but we had our, our moms and our moms were our momagers, our managers. Nice. I've never heard that. <laughs> I think everyone has a momager pretty much, momager. So. but <laughs> she was the one who was like doing a lot of the like booking and really doing. Yeah. They're like, yeah, they loved it. That's great. I'm like, cool. You enjoy this. Awesome. And then I graduated high school and, you know, started playing music more Uh as a, you know, still as a hobby, but treated it more like a business. So Yeah. yeah, for the past three or four years, I've had an email list and Facebook and marketing and all that stuff. Okay. So pretty much right as you hit adulthood, you had an email list of yeah. followers and yeah. Uh, how effective is that? Would you say whenever you like send out a, like an invite on that list before you, you know, show up at a venue? Yeah. I mean, it definitely, it definitely varies. Okay. But yeah, there's been times, I mean, it, it totally depends. Like it, it's all over the place, but it lets people know. It doesn't even matter sometimes if you send out an email to get someone to come. Yeah. Sending out an email and then they remember who you are and they remember you for stuff down the road. Oh, Justin exists, you know, just being mm-hmm. top of mind. So you're you're kind of relatively newer to real estate, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm definitely newer. I grew up in a real estate family. Okay. Uh, and so, so what do you mean by that? Like agents or investors? So my my mom is an agent. Okay. And my dad is a builder. Oh, okay. Yeah. So do they work together? Yeah, totally. Okay. Was he like a spec builder or did he work for, um, did he build custom homes for people? Um, he mainly does specs. So, I mean, he started okay. right out of high school. He's been doing it forever. So oh. that's kind of how I got my start too. Yeah. So my dad is a spec home builder on acreage is kind of his niche. On acreage. Yeah. Okay. Over in Spokane. And he'll do a couple customs. Doesn't really love customs. Uh-huh. But 
yeah. And so actually right out of high school, I gave my dad a lot of my savings and we did a house together. And so that's kind of how I got started when I was probably 19. Gotcha. And for those listening that have no idea what we're talking about, I should probably um, describe the difference between a spec and a custom home. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Or, my like, Cause I heard the term spec and I'm like, yeah. Oh, spec home, spec, spec. But I'm like, speculatory like I never, yeah. put, I never put that together and so they're rolling um, the dice yeah and uh-huh. my dad rolls a nice dice i guess so yeah he um buys a piece of land uh-huh. and builds a house on it like septic most of the time all that stuff um and puts it up my mom lists it and he does a just a couple of those a year and has no his his not his claim to fame but his whole thing's like yep Zero employees. Zero employees. Okay, so he does it all on his own. Does he just sub out a lot of the work? Subs out, like, everything. Okay. And, yeah, he just coordinates, does all the busy stuff, and enjoys it, enjoys what he does. Gotcha. And a custom home builder is, like, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're you're just building a nicer home or anything. It just means that you're building it custom for a certain customer, right? Yeah, like, he has a client right now who you know, gave him the plan and he's going to build their home that they want on yeah. a piece of land. And it's kind of more of a fixed profit, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sure that's got to be annoying, right? Annoying? Deal. Well, for a builder, yeah. like being, being, having the privilege of getting to build spec homes, do, making all their own decisions, mm-hmm. doing what they want, maybe changing things up if they, like if they find a better flooring that they want to change last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. can't do that with custom homes. You're just kind of like, <laughs> you're kind of a, yeah, <laughs> you're kind of at the whim of, at the whim of your client. So that's yeah. why he doesn't really, this is his first one in like five years. Okay. He likes the people. Okay. One of those kind of things. Like a friend. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. So did you ever think I want to do that someday? Yeah. I mean, once, so, I mean, the last recession that happened, I was like, I'm never doing really, I was seventh or eighth grade okay. somewhere back in there again you know uh-huh. young kid kind of learning how the world works and i'm like wow this sucks <laughs> you know because i like might back oh then, did your dad get slaughtered um in the recession kind of i mean not i would i would say that, well he couldn't build a house okay like he got rid of everything and they had like reserves but he couldn't if he built a house it wouldn't he'd barely make anything okay but they were able to just hang out and um he actually yeah so i mean i wouldn't say he got slaughtered but it was like kind of a wake-up call i was like "Mm, i think i kind of want to do something with a consistent paycheck and yeah then i kind of opened my eyes when i was a little older took a look around i'm like oh they actually kind of know a thing or two (laughs) (laughs) i wised up yeah well you got to be pretty savvy to just build spec homes and list them i mean there's there's a lot of moving pieces you know it sounds simple well, I'm just going to buy buy land, build a house, sell it. Yeah. But there's there's, there's a, a lot ton. more to it. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Well, there's a, I mean, that's the thing. It's like you listen to like podcasts or YouTube and they're like, well, you buy the house, but then within buying the house, it's, oh, you need your lender. Oh, you need the docs. Oh, you need insurance. Like I just mm-hmm. bought my first house a couple of weeks ago. I like totally forgot about insurance, you know? <laughs> but You got to close without insurance? No, I got it together. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I, yeah, now definitely got pay the insurance. So yeah, it's funny. So um, yeah, my insurance guy almost always 
we always have to remind him two or three times. <laughs> and like like the house I was buying, you're a wholesaler as well. Mm-hmm. I'm buying a house from you. Mm-hmm. And um, we were supposed supposed to close out in two days from now. And I was talking to my lender this morning. I'm like, okay, so you got everything? He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you got your insurance binder? I'm like reminding him. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, shoot, I don't have that. And I'm yeah, like, oh, of course you don't. I only asked my insurance guy for it three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, there's so many moving parts. There's it's all, like, the, all these little moving things. Insurance to, is something that's almost always forgotten, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. You have to keep tabs on every little part, too. Seems Helps have like. a checklist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that would be pretty wise. Yeah. I'll get you one. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, so you're 22. Mm-hmm. You decided to start doing what kind of real estate investing at what age? So, yeah, I so kind of going back to music. I realized that I like playing music. I'm talented at what I do. Yeah, but the lifestyle was not for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's kind of what made me make the leap into real estate, which is kind of funny. What don't you like about the lifestyle? Um. Well, I went down to Nashville and. When I was a senior in high school, uh-huh. kind of seeing, okay, what's this? What does this look like? So I I met up with like an artist. I met up with someone who plays in, you know, an, a bigger artist's band. Yeah. And kind of asked him, so what's this like? And you know, trying to figure it out because I could see myself, you know, playing on a stage in front of a ton of people. You know, would be fun. Yeah. But then you realize that, you know, you're gone all summer and my grandpa would always say well justin at the end on friday when you come home do you want to get on the bus or do you want to get on the boat <laughs> like, i think i want to get on the boat <laughs> you have a boat my family yeah oh, okay <laughs> no i'm getting there you get there but i feel like a boat's not something you do till you're like late 30s early 40s oh no man I'm i could be wrong about that i'm my like I'm going to, my goal is boat before like a new truck. I love boating. I got a, I got a wave runner to compensate. There you go. <laughs> Way easier to maintain. Yeah, no, <laughs> a little totally. less expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Buy one right about now. We're coming into fall, winter. Get some yeah. more, you know, but yeah, I mean, I found out that the lifestyle was not all it's cracked up to be. And if you want to be an artist, like I was, I've been told, you know, by, you know, the nice, the nice old ladies, but I've also been told by like, very credible people like, Hey, you could make a go at this, you know? Yeah. Like being an artist. And I was like, okay. But then after talking to people, it's like, you go, you, you move to the a hub like LA, Nashville, Texas, yeah. and you grind and you work for years. And at the end of the day, you still have like a 1% shot, you know? And I was just thinking like, that's just not worth it for me to, you know, because you see all these stars now, right? You, see, you know all their names. But mm-hmm. what you don't see is the most of the time, the five to ten years of them grinding, right. living on peanuts and just touring all over the country. I'm just like, oh, that like living in a car doesn't sound very fun, right. you know? Yeah. And instead, if I can do real estate, make my own schedule, still get my music like fix yep. out of playing because I do enjoy it. I found that out during COVID when nothing was going on, I was like, Oh, and then I, I kind of, I was like, yeah, I haven't played in a while. Big deal. But then I got out and performed again. I was like, Oh, I actually kind of missed this. So <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of the lifestyle differences there is I guess what people in real estate, 
I've heard is like, you know, lifestyle design. Yeah. So. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So you looked at it logically, you know, you really love playing music. Yeah. But there's probably only a 1% chance you can make a go at it, even if you grind. Yeah. And do it for a few years and just go and go and go. It's Mm -hmm. still so competitive. Such little, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, there's like, it's very, uh, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. But like you look at real estate and you grind and grind, you grind and grind for a few years. What are the chances you're going to make it? They're pretty good. Like 80%? Yeah. <laughs> or more? Yeah, totally. Especially in 30 years, it's like 100%. I know. <laughs> you just keep going. Exactly. And then it's like, I look around. Maybe 99. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I mean, yeah, you learn. and But you look around and like, I used, when I was first getting started, I was like, like, oh, Nick Beveridge, he must just be like a genius. Or <laughs> like other, <laughs> you know, or like other people in town. And then you get to know these people better and sometimes you're just, I'm just like, wow, they're no different than, you know, <laughs> relatively. Yeah. People but, that get to know, the, know me, they're just like, holy crap, you are so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause well, holy crap, I can do real estate. <laughs> well, no, I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying yeah. you as like, I'm just using you as an example, but it's That's like. a good example. <laughs> I mean, if I can do this, holy anyone crap. Can. <laughs> a lot of people can do this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like the education is so accessible, it seems like, too. Yeah. Do you so. know that I didn't know just a few years ago where rivers came from? I mean. I mean, I, I never really just thought through it. Like mountains. Must, and yeah, like snow melts. Snow melts. And that's where rain, the river the water comes from. Yeah proof right there just a few years ago <laughs> just well, a few years ago i didn't know that day uh a cucumber was actually a pickle pickle was a cucumber really no i had no idea you know that i don't know if i in my 22 years i don't really know if i figured that one I, I, yeah, I cucumbers <laughs> okay. a pickle all right well there you go if we can do it <laughs> yeah and, there, and there's more to it <laughs> yeah. okay i'll stop there yeah okay. <laughs> really embarrassing myself but <laughs> no you're all good but yeah i mean kind of going back to the you know lifestyle was i mean i had my the resource i was pretty much like blessed to have parents who are in this who live it and so right out of um you know high school i was like okay not gonna do music not moving to nashville just gonna have my little thing up here if i have an amazing opportunity come up through like the right people maybe i'd do something yeah but um I, I graduated and then I, I kind of had a little business going when I was in high school. I would just go around to assisted livings and play music. Really? Yeah. I would do, I would do like two or like two in one afternoon. I'd work like two days a week. So Did I you parent- go to the same ones? Again oh yeah. I just, man, they, I just had them on a retainer. They just I, love you? Oh, dude, I have a way with the 80 plus crowd. Oh, gosh. Man. <laughs> it's yeah. But yeah. I kind of built a little business out of that, of, you know, all the, logistics and scheduling and payments and taxes and all that stuff and learning all of that which um but then i also learned that okay i'm still trading my time for money with all this too yeah you, know? you ever seen that show better call saul Mm-mm. oh he he starts off his a uh, his um lawyer career like in the assisted living centers oh really just kind of getting to know and hang out with the old people <laughs> hey man they're great hosting bingo nights and all that stuff if you're there they yeah. love you yeah it's just a show, but no, it's, it's the nice... it's the one from uh, Breaking Bad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the the prequel. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
moving on. <laughs> okay. So, um, so that's what got you. So your, your parents were in real estate investing. Mm-hmm. You figured out, Hey, I don't know if I want to do this. This is, I'm going, I'm going to go towards real estate. Now, what, what got you toward like going towards like wholesaling and stuff? Like what got you interested in like creative real estate investing instead of just doing what your parents did? Yeah. I mean, great question. And so I, so I, yeah, when I was just starting out, um, a couple of years ago, I just gave my dad a lot of my savings and we built a house together. I wasn't that involved with it. Uh-huh. Um, I was still playing music a ton cause I was, I was like, Oh, I'm making money. And I was just thinking about stacking cash instead of like learning. Yeah. So like I built a house with my dad, but I really gave him money and kind of watched the thing go up, you know? Um, so I did that and then it closed, um, gave me some money from the proceeds. Yeah. And I was, I, I was currently at the time out at Eastern Washington. Um, my mom was like, you're going to college. If you're, if you're living under my roof, you're going to college. And I was not, you know, I was, and the other thing was my parents have had a huge influence on me, but yeah, if you're, um, if you're living under our roof, you're going to college. And, um, if you're going to college, we're going to help you, but we're not going to, you're not going to Whitworth or, you know, you're not going to GU. We'll help you, but we're not going to pay for crazy college. So I was, I was there working on a degree, just kind of like passing time. It felt like, and I was, I was always listening to podcasts. I've been listening to podcasts forever. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, on the way here, I was listening to a podcast. So I got wind of wholesaling and, you know, there's so many different strategies, right? You can do everything. But, um, after my experience with my dad, um, I knew I wanted to do more. I wanted to and I, I liked wholesaling because it seemed like a very low barrier to entry. It seemed like I could learn fast and it seems like it's something I could, um, it's kind of like a, not something I want to do forever, but it's a good stepping stone. And so that's why I got into wholesaling. Okay. Did you, did you buy into any kind of courses or programs or anything like that? So there's a ton of them out there and I, um, yeah, I, listen to listen to podcasts and I got wind of a program it's called um REI vault okay and and actually Jake Evans started with them a while ago oh really okay yeah which was good to kind of get some credibility yeah but um mirror people like that man <laughs> right yeah <laughs> I know man Jake's like he just took the year off I'm like man I wish I could do that <laughs> <laughs> why not why not you know 2020 just write it off we'll fire it up next year but no but he's been he's been so awesome but yeah i got started with them because it was they are pretty much direct mail house they're like hey here's what we can do i mean when you're starting this venture you need to the biggest things are to learn how to talk to people like evaluate know your numbers and close deals you don't want to be worrying about for pulling pulling data, um, sending out mail, all the busy work, the yeah. behind the scenes stuff. And so they're like, so we'll take care of that. We'll help you kind of be a support system. Um, and so I started with them and it was like a three month commitment. I pay them uh, per month and then I 
you know, have the cost of mail. And thankfully I had like a decent savings to take that leap. Yeah. And so, yeah, I started marketing last June and I got June, 2019, 2019. Okay. Yeah. And this is, uh, we're in September, 2020. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so I got my first deal. It was just flying by the seat of my pants, man. It was like last August. I had like two in one week Uh and I had a tiny buyer's list. And then I learned about like equitable interest. Um, and then magically closed them. Like I made so many mistakes. Like I Uh should have partnered with someone really should have partnered with someone. Yeah. But I was, I was, I got like a short-minded, greedy mentality of, oh, I could make ten thousand right now. Yeah. But really, if I would have partnered with a Jake or a Danny, yeah, they probably, probably could have got you more. They, I probably would have made the exact same, and learned way more. Yeah. And so those first two deals, I was in denial. I messed up everything you could have messed up on, but it worked, and I got a proof of concept then that okay, this wholesaling works, right? Because it does kind of sound the way people who are selling the education kind of make it sound too good to be true. Yeah. Cause a lot of them are making way more off the education. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, after that I did one more kind of, you know, equitable interest deal. And then finally I had this one that came along. So what's, what's an equitable interest deal? Well, realtors don't really like, it. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> well, so equitable interest is you put in the contract, um, I can't even remember now because it's been a while, but you put in your purchase and sale agreement that the buyer has, well, I mean, your and or signs, but yep. then the buyer has equitable interest in this property and can market it. So basically that gives you the right to put it on the MLS. Okay. So I didn't really need a big buyer's list to start. So what I would do is get these deals under contract, flat list them onto the MLS. Yep. And then at the time do... Um, just say cash only and just line everything up the best I could flying by the seat <laughs> of my pants, screwing things up and yeah. Making it work. And Making that was in work. Washington, right? That was in Washington. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And then I had another deal back this January that I put it up on like Monday and then I got wind that the board, I say our board was like stopping equitable interest. Oh, really? Yeah. They had a meeting. That was, how do we stop these wholesale deals from getting on the MLS? Right. And so they're like, well, equitable interest. And so they cut those. And so I put my deal up on a Monday. And then I see um, that they put out like a statement that, oh, equitable interests are no longer valid. valid. Right. So my listing gets removed. But I already oh, had geez. like 10 offers on the place. I was like, yeah, let's go. Oh, that's good. And the guy I was working with was an investor anyways. Yeah. Um, and so it didn't really matter that much, but I, I'm finding, I mean, anytime you have a property, it's like, if you can just build your network of people, of buyers, yeah. like I'll, like the one on seventh, I put up on all the Facebook groups and probably got 10 more people to send future deals to, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, equitable interest was a good time, but now it's done. Gotcha. I think you can still get away with it over here in Coeur d'Alene if you play your cards right. I can't guarantee that. Can't guarantee. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, in Idaho, it is a little bit tricky for a wholesaler to even wholesale a property. I mean, it's 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 legal. You can mm-hmm. assign a deal. 
Um, but Irek gets very suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Because it, they really want to, and they, they say, you know, they're, because they're not affiliated with, um, you know, like the National Association of Realtors, but mm-hmm. um, uh, they are, they're trying to protect the public from unlicensed, yeah. unlicensed people trying to broker transactions without a, knowing, yeah. knowing the laws. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, and it's a valid concern. Totally. But there's also, I mean, there's, there's plenty of wholesalers out there that know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. There's plenty that don't at all. <laughs> yeah. And that's like the, the kind of the sad yeah. thing about it is because the ones who like, I'm not saying I know everything. I don't, but I know how to treat people. Right. Right. Yeah. You know how to do the right thing. Yeah. And I mean, even, I mean, sometimes people will do, will try to do the right thing, but I mean, when you're telling someone, Hey, I'm going to be buying your property. Mm-hmm. Um, you should live, you should live up to that. Yeah. You know, I, I, there's people who have the mentality of, Hey, tie everything up. You possibly can. I'm like, you're screwing with people's lives right? when you're telling them, Hey, I'm going to pay house, pay, pay. I'm going to buy this house from you for cash in two weeks. You call them three days before closing. Hey, my funding <laughs> partner pulled out. I can't close. Yeah. Couldn't find anyone to sell it to. <laughs> yeah. And that's where things get messed up. And that's why, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people who do great things, um, but then it's like, it's just the couple who don't that make the reputation kind of bad for everyone, you know, because mm-hmm. I've it happens. Yeah. Cause like, I've definitely gone through those times. <laughs> I've like had talks with, I've probably talked with Jake for like an hour about like ethics uh-huh. and cause I, yeah. Cause like I struggled with it. Cause I'm like, and even like, yeah, Nathan too. And that's the cool thing about this market locally is like, they're all so giving. It's nuts. Like they're like, dude, call me anytime. I'm yeah. Like, what? Great. I'm like, huh? Your competition, like they're all friends pretty much. Yeah. Like we're, like, we can all work together. Yeah. Be like just fine. I know. We're all friends. Yeah. It's great. And I'm, I was kind of surprised by that too. My parents were kind of like, I kind of see it as a generational thing. Yeah. Cause it wasn't that way. Yeah. Cause my parents <laughs> like, wait a second. Jake wants to, or whoever wants to, you know, tell you how to do all this and give you this course and give you, you know, this. And I'm like, yeah, they're like, huh, wonder what their motive, like the motive is, you know, like, but it's like karma. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, but it's like the whole thing, like a rising tide. Yeah. So, but it's just like our generation just has this belief that, um, if you just do the right thing and -hmm. treat people right. You're going to get treated right. Yeah. And um, there is, I think, more of an abundance mentality with the millennials mm-hmm. yeah. in general. Yeah. I mean, maybe the older generations that had to struggle a little bit. Yeah. I, I believe um, that too. But then I also believe that to be successful, you like have to have a little bit of like, yeah, like abundance mentality of, yeah, there's enough deals for everyone to go around. But you also have to have a drive and like a little bit of like an ego to want to be not like, Grant Cardone, I want to dominate the world. Yeah. But you have to have, it's like a balance of abundance, but then also like you have to want it. Yeah. Yeah. You still want to crush your competition. Yeah. But you still want to be friendly in the process and have a beer Yes, with totally. Yeah. <laughs> and like, trust me, I've lost countless deals to all those guys. And it's like, yeah. do I beat myself up? I'm like, dang it. But I know that that person at the end of the day is getting taken care of. Yeah. It's not worth it making an enemy. No, I'll just joke about it. Ha <laughs> I got yeah. it. You no, didn't. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I like, I remember twice I called him up. I was like, 
how'd you do that? And they're like, oh, let me look. Okay, so it looks like it came in here and we were at, and they talked me through the whole thing. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, and the, and there are people that don't share anything and a little bit more secretive and maybe they're right to do that. I don't yeah. know, but um, for now, most of us, that especially the people that I've interviewed, like I've interviewed Jake and Danny and mm-hmm. Nathan Price. He keeps telling me he's going to come do this. Nathan, <laughs> um, he'll get out here. He'll get out here eventually. <laughs> um, but yeah, these guys are so cool. They're just, they're all very giving and they also make a lot of money because they're very focused and competitive. Yeah. But I think you can have both and be just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. I, I agree a hundred percent and just, yeah, really the, cause wholesaling can just, yeah, just going back to it, it just gets, can just get a bad rap. But it's like, just take care of people and do the right thing and mm-hmm. be honest too. Yeah. You know? It's really hard to not be honest in this business and go far. Well, <laughs> it's really hard to not be honest. And then like the argument of like me and you don't need to know how, like the, I, I, the way I've heard it is like how the sausage is made. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Oh yeah. You don't really care, but it's. You know, it tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. And that's kind of the same thing sometimes with sellers. Sometimes it's like, I'm going to get you taken care of regardless. Mm-hmm. But if you knew every single detail about everything that's going on, it would probably just confuse you. But if you're, does that make sense? It does. Cause well, if you look in the lending world, like oh, mortgage gosh. brokers. Yeah. They're worse than I mean, Any they're basically <laughs> wholesaling your loans to other investors. And exactly. And it's, and they're, they're like, they'll tell you, oh, yeah, we can do this. We can do this loan. Mm-hmm. Just send me your stuff and we'll get 30 days into it and you'll pay for an appraisal. And none of these investors wanted to buy your deal. Yeah. So, yes, I know I told you you can do this. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's, it's we're, this isn't the only industry where we try to put a product together and sell it. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time, but yeah, cause there's definitely that line of, you know, being honest and ethical, but then, but then it's like, you need to also take care of that person and take care of them to the extent to where it doesn't just confuse the heck out of them of what's going on. Like, Hey, I'm going to sign this over to them. They're going to buy it. I'm going to get paid up front at closing. And then, and then I'm out of the deal. And they're like, but wait, I thought you were, you know, it just, you just got to play your cards right. And yeah, it's still, mm-hmm. yeah, do it right. Serve people. So how does that, <laughs> so how, how have your pitches gone so far when you're sitting down with a seller and you're saying, I can pay this, or do you say, I know I can get, I'm pretty sure I can get you this. We're going to have inspections. Um, I, do you say I'm not necessarily the person that's going to purchase this, but I, I have investors that will purchase it and we'll be able to get you this money. Like how does that conversation go? Yeah. Great question. And so in the beginning, well, yeah, in the beginning I was going in like, yeah. Um, well I just, I'm straight up with people. I'm like, my family's in the business. My uncle, um, flips houses over there uh, with Jerome and Keith Riddle. Mm-hmm. And so I always tell them, yeah, like my family's in the business. I do, the majority of like acquisition stuff. Cause that's what I do yeah. is I send out letters, call people, whatever. Um, and then I, people will ask me, so how old are you? I'm like, Oh, I'm 22. They're like, Oh, okay. So 
But if you really think about it, there's like so many different parts that go into it. So the pitch, most of the time it's like, you know, um, it, it kind of depends because it's shifted the more I've learned. Yeah. And so, cause I know that, um, some people will just say straight up like, yeah, I'm probably not going to buy this, but I have a investment partner who will. And sometimes that works. And then sometimes that freaks the person out too. Like, you're not buying this? Like what? Or the people just go in like, hey, straight up, hey, I'm buying your property. Yeah. So I've done like both. And so like kind of being somewhere in the middle of, yeah, so I, I'm Justin. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm 22. I'm young. Like I have a couple projects going on. Um, and like, I don't know if the timing's right on this one, but I totally have um, my partner, Nick, who's looking for something just like this, who wants to take it on. Uh-huh. And then normally they're like, oh, cool. And then it doesn't really matter, like, if you're getting an assignment fee, like, either way, like, if we if we partnered on something, we're both going to be hypothetically getting paid mm-hmm. in some point of time. It's just depending on during that time when you're going to get paid. Right. So if I explain it to where this is kind of going, like, deep diving it, but if you can explain, like, I'm going to get paid at closing – um, I don't normally disclose that I have before because people really like want to know like, what's what, what, how does this work? You know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, they know you're making money and the time frame when that happens isn't necessary. doesn't have to be right when you buy it from yeah. the seller or when you end up like fixing it up and selling it down the road. Right. So is your pitch like always evolving a little bit every time you meet? I mean, it just depends on the person. It's like or a little bit. Yeah. When it comes to explaining the process like, hey, so I'm an acquisition manager for this home buying company. Yeah. And I'm f- like fairly confident we can get you this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the process. We're going to uh, we're going to be assigning it to another investor yeah. that we've are affiliated with. Mm-hmm. You'll get this amount. <laughs> Yeah, the net like, to you has most not likely changed. the net to you won't change. Like, do you do you kind of go through that? And we're gonna have to show your house possibly a few times. Yeah, like, and when it, when it comes to that, how does that go? So I used to think that it was just so sketchy because I was like, <laughs> I'm bringing people through. I tell them I'm buying it. I got my you know the the term was funding partner, right? Yeah. And then I finally bought that house over here in Coeur d'Alene. And I figured out that, okay, all of this happens on every deal. You need a funding partner. You need, they all, all my people who were looking at funding it all walked through it. You know, they all wanted to see it. Um, I needed to get an inspection done. I needed to get the sewer scoped. I needed to get all those things done. Yep. And so it happens on every deal. It's just, um, what was your, what was your question again? I was, I'm curious. So how do you pitch like, so you, so I guess we're past the stage where I'm not really buying your house. I'm an acquisition manager, or maybe I will, but we're going to assign it. Yeah. But then like, how do you pitch, Hey, I'm going to be showing your house to yeah. these potential investors. Yeah. So showing is probably or, not the term to use. It's probably have like inspections. Yeah. It's like, Hey, I need to have, um, a couple of my partners come through because okay. really, they are your partner. They are your partners. Yeah. Yeah. They're your partner on the deal. In the house. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's cause sometimes like, just like that house we walked, it, it could have worked out to where we did actually partner on it. Right. Yeah. And so, um, 
Yeah, so I don't really call it a show. Instead, you bailed on me. I bailed on you. <laughs> That's fine. No, you did your job. <laughs> <laughs> I bailed on you, Nick. No, I. Um, but really, what happens is it's like you need to get people through that property. Like people need to see it. Like yeah. some, you're. You can't avoid it. Yeah, it's gonna happen every time, and sometimes that's hard. And but really, if you qualify, um, you know, you're the people who you normally work with, and you get to kind of have a general couple, you know, twenty, yeah, or so people who normally buy all your deals, and so you get used to working with them, and then like tell them, hey, so my partner needs to come through. Um, they might be handling most of the. I mean, you don't even have to say this, but my hey, my partner's gonna come through and they'll look at the property. That's really all that needs to be said. But if they ask like, oh, your partner, I mean, I thought it was you. It's like, yeah, well, you know, in order to do, you know, a lot of projects, I'd normally partner with people to mitigate risk, to um, do more deals. And, you know, some, and then you could even go down the path of, yeah, I mean, we buy, I mean, most of the time, yeah, like saying, like setting expectations after they sign, right? It's like, okay. So it's like, yeah. So, hey, just want to let you know, like 90% of the time, you know, everything goes to plan on this. Um, but if, you know, I have an inspection and, you know, something comes up that I just missed, mm-hmm. I'm going to let you know and we're going to figure out what we can do. And so like this house that I'm buying over in Spokane, we did a sewer scope and has orange bird, like sewer line needs to be replaced. Yeah. Okay. So you're straight up with them like, hey, this is what I found. I wasn't really expecting this. Um, and we're just splitting the cost of that repair and taking it out of purchase price. What does the sewer line cost to swap out in Spokane these days? Uh, 55. 5,500. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a big expense. So. Yeah. So you get your sewer scoped. <laughs> yes. Get your sewer scoped. I, I just finally started doing this. Really? <laughs> yeah. See? And like, that's me starting out. I was like, I, cause I, I, yeah. Get your sewer scoped and get an inspection just to make sure you don't miss anything. And it's like, yeah. if and you're, if you're wholesaling a house and you're having your people come through, they're your you know, they are doing their own inspection on it. And some of these deals you can structure creatively to where, Hey, I'll take 15 now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, or if, you know, cause sometimes hard money lenders won't, uh, they're only paying like sometimes up to 10% of the purchase price for an assignment fee. Yeah. So then you can work something out to be like, you could totally get creative and actually truly partner up and be like, well, and then how about, you know, another five at closing when you turn okay. around and, so it just goes back to the whole sausage analogy because there's so many different things going on, just like in the lending and mortgage world too. Yeah. So many different things going on. But at the end of the day, if you're delivering a service, that's the best for that person. Because I tell everyone, because people are like, oh, you're, I, I got this in an email the other day, you're equity skimming. Oh, okay. That's a law. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm, something you have to... It's very subjectical. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I'm like, someone sent me that back and I didn't even, I told like, cause so who sent you an email saying your equity skimming? Uh, probably like this cold buyer I have on my list. I haven't qualified all my people on my list. I'll just a cold buyer. So an investor buyer. Yeah. I don't oh, did they, do they want to pay higher prices? What do you mean? Is that why they're, Oh yeah. Do you want to pay more? <laughs> if you want to pay more, that's if you want to pay more, I'll, I'm I'll happy. get it locked up at a higher price for you. <laughs> yeah. But I emailed the guy yeah. back. Cause like the last deal I sent out yesterday, it's uh-huh. from an investor. The investor's like, Hey, I want to just, this, I just want to get, I just, I'm done with this property. If you can find a buyer at this price. Awesome. And it's a, still a deal. 
But if not, I'm just going to list it. So like he knows exactly what I'm doing, uh-huh. you know? And so it's not, it's never, cause you can get three things. I, I believe, um, like it's, they always say you can have speed, convenience and price. Those are the three things when it comes to selling a house. I mean, you could argue you could get all three, but really it comes down to like two and I can only offer speed and convenience. And I tell that to everyone. It's like the convenience of, yeah, there's going to be an inspection, but there's not going to be, you know, tons of people showing your house. You don't need to clean up your house. There's, so it's a service and you have to like make it clear, like, Hey, it's not for everyone. Yeah. It's for a very few amount of people who view this as better and who are willing to trade equity for speed and convenience. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I just, there's just so many like, yeah, like it's, it can seem so sharky and I hate that. (laughs) So, but yeah. 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 And I, and I, like I said this on the last podcast, when I first kind of got to experience the wholesaling world, I thought it was pretty freaking shady. Yeah. And I'm like, man, you guys are just robbing from poor old grandmother, (laughs) taking all her money. Yeah, I've had those thoughts and just like you know patting her on the head. And I'm gonna take you to the <laughs> take you to take the you bank. To the lady. <laughs> yeah, I'll no. drive you right over to that assisted living center, drop you off. Yeah, <laughs> no, because that's exactly in the process. Those but, are exactly. The but it's not it's not the case like eighty percent of the time. Like eighty no. percent of the time, I'm because I buy a lot of wholesale deals. Like these kind of people and their situation in their houses, they're not meant for a traditional deal. No, like they they wouldn't be able to handle. Uh, signing the yard and showings and the MLS and realtors, mm-hmm. it's just they they just freak out. They go nuts. They'd rather just yeah. trade trade some equity mm-hmm. for a discount, sell it at a discount. Yeah, because my house is destroyed, or yeah. whatever the case may be. Or I need to stay. I need to sell my house and stay here for another couple months. Yeah. and and I'm gonna leave all my trash. Like good luck having <laughs> a deal like that in the MLS. Yeah. Seller would like to stay for another couple months and all their trash is going to stay at the property. Yeah. And there's like, no, con- yeah, it doesn't happen. And so it's like, it's no. just a service and it's an option. And that's the thing. It's like, you have to, that's what I tell every person I talk to. Like one of the questions, it's like, why don't you list this with a realtor? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it's like, great, here you go. Here's a realtor. Just serve people, you know? Yeah. You always give that as an option and then. And then you just avoid the whole sharky mess and, and it's over. Now it's yeah. just about, yeah, this is what I can buy your house at a discount. Of course, I need to make a, pro- a profit. Mm-hmm. You can always say no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yesterday I was talking with this guy. Um, he has a really unique situation with like neighbors. There's so many different things. Neighbors, tenants, condition, family. Yeah. So many things that could cause them to not want to list, which realtors are like, listing is the end all say all, you know? Uh-huh. But this guy's like, Listen, man, like, and I talked him through the numbers, like he was at 270 and I talked him through and he's like, so, I mean, you would think that this would probably resell if we fix it up for like 300, 310, right? He's like, yeah, that sounds about right. And that's really what it was. Uh I'm like, okay, so, you know, if I go around and I I buy your property, I explain to him everything, my costs, all of that. And I talked to him, I need to be actually closer to like 200 and then 220 if he carried right and he's like yeah you know i that makes sense because if you just give someone a lowball offer like yeah without an ex not explaining yourself yeah they're gonna be like screw you so yeah explaining that to people and then just 
letting them know, Hey, he's like, so that's probably not for me right now. But I mean, say, yeah, like also has some health stuff going on. He's like, say in a couple months, if I really just need to, you know, get rid of this, is that, and I'm like, yeah. Or if you want to list, he's like, I can't list. I can't list this house. My neighbors. And I'm like, okay. So, is this that one on seventh? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, rental properties, are you, are you buying rentals? So I, so I actually, I dropped in here like two weeks ago cause that I'm buying. So I bought a house in Coeur d'Alene. Uh-huh. Um, I'm fixing it up right now. Colton, um, Colton Wanner. Yeah. Did, yeah. yeah. Is that how you say his last name? Sorry, Colton. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's, it's Wainer, Wainer. Watch it now. I, I don't think I've ever said it out loud, but I know, I, I know like, who you're talking about. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he's going to be doing most. Colton's of- not listening. There's like two people listening to this. Right hey, now. dude, I listen good. to your podcast. Come on now. You're one of the two <laughs> <laughs> that I listen to. Me and you. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no, but yeah, he's actually going to be doing, I mean, I'm subbing out like a lot of this stuff, but a lot of that stuff is like handyman work. Yeah. Where I'm just like, okay, I need, you know, I can't just, you know, my parents are a great resource. Yeah. But my dad's ground up and remodeling is so different. Way different. Way different. So, um, but yeah, I bought that house and um, it's in an excellent location. I was originally thinking of wholesaling it and making like 30 grand on it. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, that sounds pretty nice, you know? Yeah. But then I was like. What am I thinking? I want to get out of Spokane. Coeur d'Alene's awesome. This is like three quarter mile north of Sherman. I'm 22. Yeah. Let's go, you know? And so I learned so much by actually closing on a house. Like how much of that wholesaling process is actually legit on every single closing. Um, so do you mind talking about how you were able to buy that deal? And so yeah. Just, cause, because almost everything else you just wholesale, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm buying another one. Okay. Two in two weeks since. But at twenty two, with a uh, side job of playing the fiddle and, <laughs> and singing guitar, I will say, like, that, do you qualify for a regular mortgage doing that, or um, did well, you have to buy? Actually, yeah. So I have to say though, like music, I was pretty in denial. I was like, oh, music, yeah, just side job, whatever. I enjoy it. Uh huh. It has opened so many doors. It's insane. Okay. To private. Talk about that. <laughs> it's nuts. I never realized it until. I got more into this, but, um, a lot of people who hire me are high income earners who like me. Yeah. Um, like anytime I get a call at the Gazer, it's like, I'm there. Uh huh. It just, cause there's people, um, like up there, it's just like a whole different level of craziness. <laughs> You're like what? It's a different world. You're like, <laughs> wait, is that a Hummer? Oh no, that's a golf cart Hummer. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Is that Ken McElroy? <laughs> yeah. Is that yeah. Taylor Lautner out there? Is that the Mark Twilight? Wahlberg? <laughs> that is. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I am learning now to, when I'm doing my gigs, like recently I was just hired, I was playing at the Coeur d'Alene Farmer's Market and uh-huh. I, I, I bounce stuff off my mom all the time. Like my parents are awesome. I'm like, mom, like they asked if I could just come fill in for this guy on a Wednesday I got this seventh deal going on. I probably, she's like, you know, there's a lot of people who go to that farmer's market. You should probably just do it. And I'm like, all right, I'll do it. Nice. So I did it. And this guy was just loving what I was doing. He had a key lock storage shirt on. Uh-huh. It's right off of. Um, Third Street, Post yeah. Falls? 
Yeah, and no. there's one right off of here in Coeur d'Alene, too. They have a couple. But okay. anyways, he's like, hey, man, great stuff. Nicest guy ever. Um, and long story short, I go fly down to Boise a couple weeks ago, played his house. Crazy. Start We start putting things together, and I'm like, wait, is your son A.J. Osborne? Like the self-storage guy. He's like, yeah, that's my son. I'm like, oh, such a small world. Uh-huh. So he's been on like bigger pockets a couple times and they own like over a hundred million in storage. Really? Yeah. Okay. And that's like one example wow. of, of like 10. Um, well, there's probably, I mean, more than 10, but yeah, just using that, my, like, I guess, gift. Whatever. Yeah. And then turning that into meeting, you know, like Ken um, and a lot of other people who, are looking for someone like me to, you know, do good for them. And they also want to have a part of me. They like me, they know me, they trust me, but still building that like reputation too right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's opened a ton of doors and it's been like my deal on seventh was from a music connection who it's like music connection connected me to this guy. This guy connected me to this guy. It all came together. Yeah. So and zero points on my first deal. Zero points. <laughs> so is it is it like a does it have a balloon eventually? Do you have to eventually get it refinanced or is it a good long-term loan? No, so yeah, I so I've been my plan all along has been to like start buying stuff. And uh-huh. so I've been showing income. Um, okay. And so yeah, I've had 2 years of, showing income to the IRS. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, not that I've never haven't. No, <laughs> but yeah, and so I qualify um, up to whatever, I don't know what amount it is right now, but anyways, I bought the house. Yeah. Just like a little like dive on it, but, um, I bought it with all private money. Um, and it funded the full purchase price and like the majority of the rehab. Nice. Yeah. I was like, I was like, (laughs) let's go. And then I started talking to the other people. Like you sent me a couple names. Uh I'm like, man, these guys are sharks. Like they got it figured out. Like the professional private money lenders. Yeah, they got to make a living. All right. So what's next for you? Yeah. So I mean, I closed my first deal. Learned a ton. Like got insurance like two days before it closed. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't even think of it. My and my dad was like, "You got your insurance ready?" I'm like, "Insurance? What insurance? Yeah." <laughs> but yeah, it's been great. And then I just go into like a Facebook group and I search insurance, and then like you see like something from like your group from like, or whatever, 12 months ago. Hey, anyone got any insurance recommendations? And I just go call them up. And, oh, good. Yeah. And so what's next for me is, um, I'm just trying to get consistency right now. And cause like right now I'm all over the place. Like this morning I was on the phone all morning, um, with private money lenders, uh-huh. trying to figure things out and learning about, you know, having a primary and first position, if something were to go wrong, who's, you know, lending the, the biggest amount and then your other person, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of build that up. Um, but then, yeah, I'm doing a, f- my volume has been down this year. I kind of think that's kind of true for every wholesaler, um, locally at least from what I've heard. And so instead of just wholesaling everything off, um, this one in Coeur d'Alene I'm keeping um, and I'm going to house hack, live up top, rent out the basement and so I have that project going on. Gotcha. House hacking it. Nice. House hacking, man. Yeah. And then um, I have another flip. Um, my first flip that, yeah, I'm going to partner, I guess, yeah, basically kind of partner with Trevor on it. 
over in Spokane. He's um, he gave me a a nice bit on it, all penciled out. Nice. And then I just talked to him today, and he's like, "Well, do you know that we're doing lending?" And I'm like, "No, I didn't know that." And I said, "Well, can you match this?" He's like, "Yeah, I mean, since we're doing the work, sure." So I'm like, <laughs> "Like, all right." <laughs> Yeah, I guess that makes it. I mean, the contractor has a lot to do with how your flip goes. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> man, because like I'm 22, man. So they're also inv- invested in the loan. Yeah. I guess they can be pretty secure. They know how it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Makes sense. And um, yeah, so I mean, I have that flip going on, which should, I mean, is you know as well as everyone, but it should go well. You know, I, yeah, I, I ran it should. past, <laughs> should, hope, yeah. might. <laughs> Are you, t- are you talking about a, a deal in Spokane? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I never looked at that one. Yeah. I, I don't do Washington deals at all. Yeah. No, this but. one, I mean, I ran it past people. I was I originally thought, okay, I should partner. And then I talked to Danny, and he's like, dude, ball up, bro. Just do this. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I was like thinking, I was like, why can't I just do this? Yeah. You know? And so I'm going to do it. Um, that's what I've always I've always wondered about wholesalers like they've got all this great these great deals mm-hmm. and then they just give them away for fees <laughs> well because with the hopes that you know someday I'm going to be buying real estate but it's like you can <laughs> yeah you can because <laughs> you already got the great deal you can get it all funded and just go with yeah it. but it also makes sense depending on how they're doing their business if they got to set it up for wholesaling mm-hmm. they might make a lot more just wholesaling I mean I know some wholesalers that make seven figures <laughs> yeah i did yeah yeah and, and so they don't have problems with contractors <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's just yeah but that's the thing what's next for me is yeah i'm gonna short-term flip that house just try to like i thought that my goose egg of cash was nice in the bank and then i'm like wow that's nothing <laughs> you know yeah, it goes quick when you it goes really with qu- houses <laughs> yeah it goes really quick and yeah because like and like i can't really talk with like my peers at all well, like high school friends, college friends. Right. You know, because they're like, oh, you, wow. But it's like, you, then you start talking to people who are in it. Yeah. Just surrounding yourself and it's just totally different. But ultimately, I'm trying to develop consistency right now. I've been doing about a deal a month since post like June. Yeah. Doing a deal a month, um, which has been good. Have you been consistent in your marketing? Yeah. Okay. I, I pulled out a Kootenai. I started marketing over here in November and I stopped in March. I didn't close one deal. Okay. Spent a ton of money. Yeah. And after, well, Bora, I mean, yeah, well, I now I mean, it's just two coming later. Right? <laughs> it's coming later. But, um, in all reality, after talking to everyone, everyone I talked to says Kootenai is the toughest market they have. It's very competitive, very competitive, and a lot of savvy owners. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah, savvy owners and a lot of the stuff that's older that would be deemed distressed is appreciated a ton. Yeah. So yeah. it's tricky. But yeah, I mean kind of long term for me, um I need I need need consistency to bring someone on to help me. I don't really want to be making follow-up calls. Yeah. Well, if I can if I can also interject and just maybe make it some advice for somebody who's been in it for Please. a decade. <laughs> so, I've you know, I've been doing this for a decade now and yeah. I, and what I've learned over time of tracking my numbers and tracking the people I've worked with and mm-hmm. and when I first had contact with them to when we actually when I actually made some money mm-hmm. when we closed a transaction and I found that my average was about 18 months. Okay. So, um maybe just think about like 
even though you did some marketing for half a year, mm-hmm. didn't work out. Um, still, you got leads out of it, right? Yeah, I mean, I did close two deals over here. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, but are there any other leads, or are they all gone? There's a ton of leads. <laughs> yeah. Just keep working them. I mean, yeah. You, like the real number, like your real return on investment won't show up for probably a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it will definitely show if you just give up on these leads. No. Then, then you'll know what your return on gold. investment is. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And so, I mean, yeah, just getting consistent to where I can um, have someone carry some of this off of me, like doing those yeah. low dollar per hour tasks. Not necessarily low, but just like my time is best spent, you know, sometimes raising money, closing mm-hmm. deals, not running comps, not being a transaction coordinator on Bora, my goodness. (laughs) So yeah, bringing someone on. And then um, I've been pulling data um, from Reonomy for multifamily stuff across the Western United States and skip tracing that. And I'm going to, I have a lot of people, a lot of people through music, through my network who are really wanting to do um, bigger stuff. And that's where I want to go to. Wholesaling has just been to learn and to like make money. Because, yeah. I mean, a lot of real estate's like, yeah, you can get rentals and you can make a couple hundred bucks a month. But, like, you need to be, like you, closing transactions, too, you know. So, yeah, long term, I want to be doing, um, like, multifamily storage, uh, mobile home park stuff. Okay. S- something in that. So, more in the commercial field? Yeah. And then, ultimately, I mean, I can't be doing everything. But, because um, I know if you try to build too many bridges, they're never going to get to where you really want to go. So, um, but build this wholesaling company up to where it is like just a marketing company for everything. Yeah. And um, have it kind of run like a team, like all the other cats who have a team. I'm like, man, a team would be so nice. And then just, you know, holding people like holding yourself and other people accountable and all going for the same thing. And, you know, bringing on those bigger deals where your, you know, employees or partners yeah. can have a piece of it because they're part of it. You acquired the deal. Here's your equity. And we're all going to the same place of financial freedom. So having yeah. a great team, a great team is a great thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just gotta be, you gotta be slow to hire. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, don't rush into it. Just wait for the right person. Yeah. Start with admin. Yeah. Um, all that crap. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't be telling you how to run it. I've never run a wholesale business, so I shouldn't be telling you, but no, I, you're I, don't, good. I don't think, I don't think real estate sales is too far off from wholesaling. Because you're doing it's the same, the same thing. thing. I mean, you're, you're you're trying to get in touch with buyers and sellers as an agent mm-hmm. versus as a wholesaler. You're just getting in touch with sellers. Yeah. And then trying to lock up their property. Yeah. Same, same thing. Same with an agent. You're trying to lock up their property with a listing agreement. Yeah. And sell it for them. Mm-hmm. A wholesaler, trying to sell it. Yeah. <laughs> and no. make a fee. Yeah, I, I know. Mean, there, there's really no huge difference there's no huge difference but there's the a ton income of, opportunities there's a ton of data a ton of mm-hmm. ton of i mean it is very sales and talking to people and oh yeah that from a home buyer compared to an agent there's a lot of differences and um but yeah i mean it, at the end of the day it is the same thing but like some of the stuff people are doing with texting and calling and mail and managing your marketing expense and all that stuff can it's crazy so it can get very complicated if you make it complicated oh yeah so yeah definitely can (laughs) yeah
So if somebody wants to reach out to you um, or go to one of your shows. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. How do they get in touch with you? Um, I mean, anywhere. So, I mean, Facebook, you can look like my handle for all my music stuff is Justin James Live. Justin James Live. Not okay. dead. What's a, hand, what's a handle? Like at Justin James Live. At just, like you just search that in Google? Yeah, I got a website, Justin James. Justin James Live. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, Justin <laughs> James Live. Or is this is this a Twitter thing? No, okay. I'm, I'm not really on Twitter. Or the Instagram? Are you on the Instagram? Instagram, Instagram. Yeah, I'm on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, Justin James Live, and then um, my on, numbers. Are you on the Tickety Talk? No. <laughs> Just the Tickety Talk? No. But yeah, I mean, you can find me anywhere, and then my wholesaling company with the. I I'm very. I need to be better about getting caught up in the little things like. Oh, the name of my company, you know, the brand and, the, you know, all that. Oh, my email. Yeah, what is the domain. name of your company? Property Solutions Northwest. It's too long. I need to come up with something shorter. So, oh, But I don't really care about it because I just need to care about Property closing deals right now. Solutions Northwest. <laughs> it's all in the name, man. <laughs> yeah. If I can think how many times I've seen Property Solutions in a wholesale company name. <laughs> yeah. It's good, though. It does a job. But, yeah, on social media, Justin James Sherfy on Facebook and well, thanks for coming. Appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having thanks me. For all the advice and telling your story. My advice from a 22 year old. I'm am I your am I your youngest yet? I don't. I don't. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I'm trying to think back. I would say you're. Well, there might have been one other 22 or 23 year old. Remember Johnny Renata, uh John, Johnny Rotaudis. Sorry, I'm finally cool. saying his name right. Um, he was uh, episode five or six. Yeah. Um he was 18 when I met him. Um and then I, I, he maybe he was 22, 23 when they yeah. interviewed him. Yeah. So Time you guys to are learn. about the same age. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks for having We're me. Done. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Investor Shed podcast. Please like the video and subscribe to the channel for instant access to all future episodes. If you or someone you know has investing experience or stories to share, reach out to us in the comments or via email.